Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we were trying to get Young Black Equestrians, the podcast, off the ground, we had so many questions like, how do you record an episode? And how do you get the podcast distributed out to everyone so that they can listen? How do you even make money from podcasting? We found out that you could do that. Uh, that was something that I did not know could happen. Well, the answer to all of those questions I found on Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love using Anchor. It's super easy to upload your podcast. It's very user-friendly, has a user-friendly interface, and you can even make money by doing sponsorships. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. And join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You are now listening to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast with your hosts, Aubriana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. This is the first episode of a Young Black Equestrians podcast with myself, Aubriana Johnson, and my co-host, <laughs> Caitlin Gooch. Yeah. So, uh, first, we just wanted to start off telling our listeners about ourselves and kind of why we started this podcast, our vision for it, and how you can support us and uh, help us through this thing. So... Um, I started riding when I was seven, Aww. doing, doing lessons, hunter jumper. Um, and then my parents reminded me how expensive lessons were and I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a, um, a cousin get into the whole trail ride scene and I started back again in high school. And I actually just, when I was at my parents today, saw a picture from my first trail ride mm-hmm. May 13th, Ed Hawkins Trail oh, Ride, 2008. That's so history. I history. <laughs> I got it. I'm like, I've been on the trail ride scene for 10 years mm-hmm. at this point. So, um, that's super exciting. Um, but now, you know, I went to NC State and got a bachelor's degree in animal science um, with an emphasis in equine health. Um, did an equine health program and all that jazz and now I'm in grad school kind of for the same kind of thing um, one health which is animal human and environmental health put together mm. so yeah um, enough about me <laughs> this is awesome because we have two different like backgrounds because I started just having horses Mm -hmm. so my dad had me on a horse at three years old that is not the recommended age that you start (laughs) (laughs) the the recommended age like according to the book is seven but anyway 
we started out with horses, started out on the trail rides. Everybody know my dad, Gooch. Um, but for those who don't know, <laughs> he's like Mr. Bossman out there. Um, I've only done trail rides up until last year. Yeah, up until last year, I participated in a rodeo relay. And last year, I started teaching horseback riding lessons. I've never had a lesson. Well, I've never had a lesson as an adolescent. I've had a lesson as an adult. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty cool. It's different. You know, yeah. just learning all the technical stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's how I'm turned into this technical person. Yeah, because yeah. it's actually a lot safer. Yeah, and having somebody watch you mm -hmm. and watch what you're doing. And you're like... I asked you to do this, and you didn't even do it. And they're like, well, you thought you asked, <laughs> but your inside leg wasn't on the outside right, right rein pulling to the left. <laughs> right. All kinds of technical stuff. So, and I yeah. went to East Carolina University, which is in Greenville, North Carolina. I studied, well, I went in studying pre-vet, then I changed it to sociology. So I have a bachelor's degree in sociology, and I'm in grad school for marriage and family therapy. So, <laughs> <laughs> post-grad education about that about that so initially I reached out to Caitlin because I just like I currently with work I'm in like small animal medicine I manage a pet resort which is really nice it's fun I get to do a lot of stuff but it's not where my passion lies my passion lies with horses and um I just feel the need to kind of get back into what I enjoy the most. Um, so I reached out to Caitlin because um, I've, I've tried to do this in the past, um, you know, kind of going on out on the trail ride scene and like educating my peers <laughs> about equine health. And, you know, things I'm passionate about. And, you know, it's it's well received. Um, I had a lot of people support me and, you know, encourage me to do it. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people will do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, I, I got tired of, of putting so much effort into something that, didn't seem to have as much return not that it had to be monetary or anything like that but you know nothing changed mm -hmm. and I just feel like when you know better you do better but you're, if you're not willing to know better yeah then you know why should I be wasting my time trying to help so so we wanted to do this podcast so that you know we could kind of just get a listening ear um out for especially people our age mm -hmm. um you know a lot of talk in meetings I'm not gonna say which meetings but um <laughs> is about like what what is the future you know and and we are the future we are the future of the trail riding groups that we love so much um we're the future of equestrianism as a sport um minorities in that sport that representation for you know kids coming up mm -hmm. um so we really wanted to do something big and do something that would you make know have an impact. A, yeah make an <laughs> impact so we started with this podcast um which has an awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just started off with like, oh, I'm going to make a t-shirt. It's like, you know what? No, we're about to do something with this. We're about to do something with this. So, 
Definitely. Um, you know, we 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 battled between a couple names. <laughs> it was like this is so good, but this is so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with this podcast, um, the three kind of words that I'm like stuck on is passion, culture, and lifestyle. And I mean, passion, it is what it is. Horses, that's it. You know, (laughs) so we're going to talk about them like a lot. And we're going to share, you know, things that we've learned, things that are correct, Mm -hmm. um, things that we learned that were incorrect. That, oh my goodness, (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, can be done better. Um, no, I'm gonna say how it is. We everything we learned is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To an extent, I guess. To but, an extent. Yeah. But I have noticed. Um, I don't know if, if this applies to anybody else, but like today when I went to the horse bowl, the questions they were asking, I knew the answer. But for some of them, I might not have known the technical answer. But I could see where, like, for example, they had to list. Um, they had to list certain parasites or worms. I think. And one of them was bot worms. Well, I know what bots are because mm-hmm. we are basically backyard cowboys and bots are definitely on our horses. Whereas them, they've probably never even seen a bot. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, their horses are up in stalls mm-hmm. with automatic fly spray systems <laughs> and get fly sprayed twice a day and they don't have no flies. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I've been in them. Uh, yeah. So it's like those differences in that. It's a large gap, but it's like I'm sitting there. I know the same information as them. But we have totally different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Completely different experiences. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's not that, like, ours is wrong. You know, most of the time. It's just different. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Just like, you know, just having a different language, you know. There might be something in our our language, day-to-day language, air quotes, um, that's, you know, that has a technical term. But, like, at the end of the day, as long as we're talking about the same mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> I mean, you know. Anyway, so passion, culture, um, culture, um, you know, talking about, you know, trail ride scene and like I used to show a little bit and talking about my experiences there because that was special, um, especially being the only black girl there and being the only black girl with a walking horse, which is, I like double my, triple minority. (laughs) Well, not, I guess women aren't minorities in show world, but uh, a black girl with a walking horse and a show full of white girls and quarter horses and appendix and thoroughbreds. So it was special. And he was a paint and they all had all bays and chestnuts, you know, and occasional gray. Um, But you know, that's just, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll delve into that too. Um, and then lifestyle, you know, I feel like, you know, as we get a little bit more involved in, in the community, in the 4-H group, um, going to different trail rides and different horse events, mm-hmm. um, we can, you know, just share our experiences there, um, maybe do a little bit of vlogging there. And, uh, Yeah. That'll that'll kind of be the whole basis of this here podcast here. Um, yeah, so. definitely bringing those voices that yeah. Well, everybody's you know voice matters, but there are some voices and there's some history and there are some I guess teachings that we need to learn that's not being passed down. Something's missing. Like a lot of our elders in our trail ride community 
have died and we haven't learned nothing that they've known. Mm-hmm. Like all that that they lived for so long, it has went to the grave with them. Mm-hmm. And I say it went with them because a lot of times their own kids probably didn't ride or their grandkids. Mm-hmm. But we were around them and now, you know, like they getting older. Y'all getting older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's time not to pass the torch, but to at least share the torch mm-hmm. with the younger generation. Because uh, I know personally, I don't see like those leadership roles like becoming available. You know, mm-hmm. like you just holding on for dear life. Like this is <laughs> my club. <laughs> we're not doing anything different. We've been doing this since the seventies. Like. <laughs> I get it. I understand 100%, but it's legacy. Like, you want it to go mm-hmm. on forever and right. ever. So, right. you know. Like, I want my kids to be excited to be like, oh, shoot, it's Friday. We about to go to the trail ride. I'm going to do everything I need to do in school this week so I can ride, mm-hmm. so I can be there. Because that's how mm-hmm. I used to be. Like, I yeah. get off the bus and run to the RV. The RV was ready, the trailer, <laughs> hook, everything. Like, all I had to do was get my daddy horse and let's go. <laughs> Sometimes, even then... When I was younger, my cousins went with us. Like, mm-hmm. it was the whole family mm-hmm. out there on the trail ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's like... <laughs> so, we started, my family, like, camping out because my brother was in Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. And so, we started in Cub Scouts, like the little ones. And, like, we started with a tent. And my daddy was like, <laughs> no, I'm grown. I'm not about this tent life. So, we got, like, the condo apartment tent that had, like, three rooms. And then he's got his kerosene heater (laughs) and griddles and stuff. And, like, the other families are making, like, they got their boiling water over the fire (laughs) making oatmeal. But we had sausage and egg. My my daddy's not eating the oatmeal in the woods. (laughs) And so, I mean, it just progressed from there. Then my cousin got into the trail ride thing and... I think we maybe tented one time. And my mm-hmm. daddy was like, I need a camper. Got a camper. I need a bigger camper. Got a bigger <laughs> camper. And then been rolling ever since. I need a truck to pull this camper. Got a truck to pull the camper. And, I mean, it's it's a family thing. Mm-hmm. like, and it, And I feel like it should be, like, you know, wanting to continue that. Not, like going to these events and not having good experiences and you know like I'm only going to four Mm -hmm. during this year you know yeah I mean honestly that's how I am (laughs) simply because I am and I feel like I'm looked at as like bougie black girl but (laughs) (laughs) I am I am very particular about my horses Mm -hmm. and when I see like people Horses that look like their owners don't care about them like I do. Okay, my horse isn't going to be here for very long because Mm -hmm. I care about him and I'm broke. Like, I don't have money for him to be sick. I work very hard for him not to be sick and to just go to these rides where Coggins aren't required. Horses look like crap with these big old (laughs) Negroes on them. I just <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that. I know we get we get a real 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 quick. Right on but, the first um, episode. On the first episode, like that. yeah, yeah. I just it just is not something that I can continue. I can go to all of them. Yeah, I can, there's a select few, and I'm sure we know who they are. 
Um, but I just, I just want to make sure that I'm, you know, protecting me. Just fine, cause you have a standard. Yeah, and yeah, that's rides, right. Wait, I got standards. <laughs> our ride should have standards. I mean, people go to these other places to ride, and I'm sure you have to pay a fee. Mm-hmm. You probably have to make sure yeah, your horse got all their papers. You got to pay you for probably, food. Yeah, you got to pay for your own food. I mean, it's rides that are like that, and people pack them out. So why are ours treated any differently? Mm-hmm. Yep. I all think right. we some of us do care about our horses, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure, you know, at the clinics that you were doing, we could have learned a whole lot about diseases that we don't even know of or things that we could just do to prevent, you know, uh, certain things from happening, especially if it gets expensive, because horses are already expensive. Right, right. Food and hay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And prevention is so much less expensive than treatment mm-hmm. or, or cure, you know. So I just, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you 100% there. So we, uh, we definitely have a, <laughs> a lot to say <laughs> when it comes to these things. So, um. But yeah, like you said, um, history, getting those voices in. We're definitely looking to interview some people who are minorities in the equestrian field, um, whether it be here in North Carolina or, you know, around the world, around the United States, everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're interested in hopping in on this podcast, definitely shoot us um, an email, youngblackequestrianstp at gmail.com or send us a dm um direct message if you don't know what that means (laughs) to instagram or our facebook page um at the same same names uh at young black equestrians tp that stands for the podcast uh and you can schedule something with us and we'll we'll do some talking about all this all these things being minorities in this field so i was about to say it does not go down in the dms so don't try yes yes it does not go down in the dms we're gonna have an episode on that because we talked about this how come every time like you comment on somebody's picture that has horse horsey fellas in it or you know horsey ladies in yeah, horsey. It. and you comment or like and then your inbox is full of requests uh-huh. like like what do you think this is it doesn't matter Not. how many mutual friends we have right we, we just i just wanted to like her picture I just want to say her horse is cute and go on with my life. Right. Now I gotta, Can I be at peace? Right. <laughs> I got to sit here and get all these friend requests. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I do want to mention in the first episode about your uh, 4-H group. So, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Oh, give them yeah. a little shine shine. <laughs> so, last year, I started my 4-H group. And I started with, I think five or seven kids and now i'm pretty sure i'm reaching 20 um so basically 4-h it's a huge umbrella with a lot of different clubs up under it so mine specifically focuses on horses horse care horse safety there's other 4-h clubs like there's a 4-h club about robotics you could do one for music, one for chess. You could do one on fashion. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just got chartered. 
Woo-hoo. last week. Yeah. <laughs> so we are official. <laughs> we we in there in there. Um yeah, so now we're I'm really just teaching kids, you know, that proper way or that technical way just to be safe. That's the number one thing cuz I know growing up everything that we did wasn't safe and you know, you kind of pass those things down. So it's like, okay, kids love horses. I have a bunch of them because <laughs> um, of my dad. So they're, some of them are just sitting in the pasture. Well, let's do something with them. Let's bring the kids out. Uh, they can be there. They can have fun. And they can learn how to be safe around horses. Because a lot of times, and people don't understand this, is when a kid falls off a horse or get hurt, they will be scared. They won't want to get back on. They'll be a, a lot more timid. They might still seem like they're excited, but it's certain things that they will not do around horses. So let's not, you know, ruin that and foster this amazing love and passion mm-hmm. <laughs> that kids often have. And this is like a natural thing. Like even the last group that came out, the teens, one of the, it was a boy. It was I only had one male come out and... At first, he was interested, and then he was like, oh, this is dope. This is really cool. <laughs> so now, you know, he wants to come back out. And it's not something I forced on him. I was just like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm going to show y'all how to walk, you know, towards a horse, because you're supposed to walk towards a horse's shoulder, and then how you can introduce yourself. And then I'm going to teach y'all about these grooming tools, and then we're going to groom her. Everybody get comfortable. And we just out there having a good time. And then I showed him how to sell the horse. They learned it on the first go. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. My dad and some of my other cowboy brothers, they used to always saddle up my horse. I never did it until I was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for them to be, you know, tweens and teenagers already saddling up a horse, that's amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's something like the lady that taught me, like mm-hmm. my first I mean, two or three lessons, I kind of was upset. Like, I didn't ride a horse yep. for the first two or three lessons. That's how my lessons I had to sit there and brush the horse, pick out his feet, know how to do that safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, grooming tools. I had to know the parts of the saddle. Yeah. Um, and I had to, sometimes. I mean, at seven, I had to be able to saddle, like, pull a girth <laughs> tight myself. <Yep. laughs> and if I got on and that saddle slipped, I had to get right back off and do it again. She was like, I'm not saddling up yours for you to ride. Mm-hmm. You will do it. And I was talking about my lady. I mean, she went to school with my daddy. She was a little rough <laughs> around the edges. But she was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, I I 100% commend what you're doing, and I can't wait to get involved in that because, you know, I'm not around a lot of kids a lot, but mm-hmm. I do like teaching and educating. So that's going to be an exciting new project for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it do. probably, you know, your lessons, it probably taught you how to respect horses even more because mm-hmm. a lot of times... Not saying that because I didn't do all that. I didn't. But I had to groom my dad's horse. <laughs> he was like, okay, if I'm pulling the horses here, if I'm feeding your butt, you going to do something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So if I have a student just come out and I'm doing everything for her, what is she going to learn? Right. And, and Or he. N- yeah. Not even just respecting the horse, but respecting, I won't say authority, but yeah. having someone tell you how to do something. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids right now do not have that skill. They, you know, I know everything Mm -hmm. and you can't tell me nothing. nothing. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, even as adults, like you said, when you take lessons, you kind of have to humble yourself. Like, I thought I knew, but then somebody's on the ground like, "Uh -uh, Uh uh-uh, no. Just stop. Just stop. So, you know, it's definitely... um, I mean, anybody who has horses knows it, it is a it is a learning process. Mm-hmm. It is like a hundred percent investment, you know, mm-hmm. in knowing yourself, knowing your own boundaries. Because raising my horse, like, I was like, I have a temper, <laughs> like I have a problem, and I get mad at him, and he's like, I don't know what you want, lady. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I have to kind of back myself down like girl he don't know right he simply does not know and it taught me so much patience Mm -hmm. and so much just you know non communicating non-verbally like that's important too as far as kids are concerned um you know just having horses is such a a whole body experience whole mind experience couldn't imagine life without them like dang what are we doing i don't know how y'all live (laughs) i don't know and it's funny because at work like i'll if i have my ipad out or or somebody sees my horses or for whatever reason we start talking about horses they're like oh i've always wanted a horse like oh i and I and I I know how much they pay for their dogs to come to my job mm-hmm. just to play, mm-hmm. just for playtime, <laughs> like daycare, like a kid, which I love it by all means. She's against it, <laughs> but like you can have a whole horse, right? You don't even know. I think <laughs> you don't even know. I think they cost like thousands. Okay, there are some, but you ain't pay that. No, you can go rescue one. No, <laughs> I had I was looking at my friend's Instagram and she's all about budgeting mm-hmm. and she had her itemized out budget and it said 375 for a wig what? and i was like well i get it wigs are expensive if you want a real good one but my horse was definitely 250 <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so i feel like like I, you can have a whole horse yes right now <laughs> instead of a wig you can it, i just feel like people just don't know Mm-mm. you just simply don't know how affordable it can be. I mean, if you want to be Queen Olympics, then by all means, it's going to cost a little bit more than mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and taking lessons. Um, but if you take care of them the right way, you know, they're just not, they're not as expensive as mm-hmm. they could be, you know. And so. if you, uh, that would be a whole um, episode talking about like soundness, unsoundness and oh, all that. Mm-hmm. Because people, like, we just get horses and like, oh, it look good. Okay, you can ride it. Ain't nothing happening, you buck off. But that horse, whole feet up under itself. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. feet messed up. It's legs cow hocked or whatever. And you doing certain things that that horse isn't structured to even do. <laughs> just yes. because of how it was bred or how it was raised. Like, we have a horse at the farm. You can clearly look at that horse and tell that... Somebody must have kept it in the stall most of its life because it's not as big as it should be. Or either they fed it less so mm-hmm. it couldn't grow. Mm-hmm. So it walks really funny. But if you look at her, you go, like, oh, she's so pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't sell it to nobody if they wanted to just trail ride with her. Maybe it's a pet. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, we don't... A lot of times we don't even know stuff like that. No, no. And then you're like, oh, I think my horse may be pregnant. Like, how? 
Um, we gonna kill that right now. Yes, dead it. This ain't about that. This is about us being horsemen and women. Because mm-hmm. we cannot just be out here looking any kind of way mm-hmm. with these horses. Or our horses looking any kind of way. We cannot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to take pride in, in right. how your horse looks. And I feel like... I feel like that's how it was, like, way back in the day. Like, you, you just, you take pride in, in, in your ride. Like, because back mm-hmm. in the day, they were the car. That was what right. they were riding. Mm-hmm. But now, since they aren't, you know, horses are a luxury. You know, people just think, like, oh, I'm not, I'm just not going to worry about it. You know, we ran out of hay a week ago. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I just ain't going to worry about it. We'll, we'll do it. Uh <laughs> About a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's just... I mean, I I can, can't tell you how many pastures I've ridden by. Like, dang. <laughs> I could get a square barrel and just throw it in there for that poor baby. Oh. But then I'm like, what if they have heaves and can't have hay? Mm-hmm. What if they da-da-da? What if they have a me- metabolic issue that they can't da-da-da? And I get this and da you know. And even talking about like the best feeds, like one oh, of yes. my uh, my my I had a minor in nutrition um at state, and so like I was all about like w- what am I feeding mm-hmm. the horse? Uh, what are their nutrient requirements for their workload? You know, you want to trail ride the crap out of these horses, but you're not even feeding any extra grain, mm-hmm. you know. And then by the end of the season, your horse is skinny going into wintertime. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be some strategy behind oh, that. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And there's, I mean, there are a lot of people who I do look up to, um, you know, in in the equine community that we have here in this area. Um, and a lot of people that I've met that, um, you know, I would like to learn a little bit more about. So just because they seem like they are um, a good example, you know, whether I see them just on social media or sometimes at trail rides. Um, you know, there's definitely some people that need to be on this thing. Be on this. Definitely. So, if you, like I said, if you want to get involved with us, hit us on our social medias. Um, you can hit us on our personal pages too. Um, and then we'll kind of coordinate from there. Um, in the next couple weeks, we'll be um, launching the merchandise hey. part. Hey. <laughs> of this podcast um some cool designs cool new stuff i hope you guys will support um it will support the 4-h group um as well as sustaining this podcast um i have a i have a mini craft business on the side called black unicorn creative and yeah it's super dope i get it i like doing crafty things she's very creative (laughs) and professional yes yes i try to be professional as long as you are professional with me (laughs) y'all know what that means you know what that means (laughs) yeah that's a different episode let me write that down like why this girl why they laugh the whole time i know i don't understand how excited yeah we're super excited i mean we just 
it's it's time. It's time. Let's talk about it right. and be about it. Like, that's the other thing. You got to mm-hmm. be about it. Mm-hmm. Like, everything we're doing, we said, all right, we're going to do this, and we did it. We yeah. ain't waiting on nothing. <laughs> no, no. And I was listening, leading up to, you know, recording this podcast, I've been obsessed with listening to podcasts. Um one about how to podcast because I didn't know. Podcast <laughs> about how to podcast. Podcast about how to podcast. Uh, Inception, but also you know just like motivational things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of things that I remember is that um, this one lady uh, from Side Hustle Pro podcast. Mm-hmm. She said. Um, Getting started is better than having it, like, being perfect yep. or something like that, you know. Getting it done is better than perfection. That's what it was. Um, so, you know, she was talking about with her first podcast, she almost didn't even publish it. Like, she did all this work, recorded it, blah, 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 and then wasn't going to post post it on our launch date. Wow. And so, you know, it was her talking to her boyfriend, now husband, and he's like, seriously, like, you did all this work, you know, you have a plan. You want to make an impact. Why would you back out of that now? Mm-hmm. Um, she also had this term called uh, analysis paralysis. And I know that I I am a perfectionist kind of person. So it, I have a problem. Like, if I don't feel like it's going to be perfect, like, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Because I don't think I can get it just right. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. And that's just another one of those things that I have to get past. Because... There's a lot of things that I could be doing or, you know, that I wanted to do that I just didn't because, you know, anxiety. Getting into your own head. Yeah, getting in my own head. Like, the what ifs. The mm-hmm. what ifs. What if this happens instead of what if this happens? Yeah. You know? A huge difference. And you got to be careful because, like, with Salif and Reed, I almost didn't do this reading tour. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine if I did it. You know, yeah. We would just be going about this month and the rest of the year, like, just whatever. Sharing, just sharing on social media, mm-hmm. like, this Black History Fact right here. And I know. don't even be reading them. Like, no. I love that y'all posted them, I but know. I don't read them. Like, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like, oh, this one got share. a horse in it. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes, yes. But, I mean, and then even if you were to say, like, nobody's going to donate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly, people have donated. Yep. You know, you're reaching your goals and you don't know if that's gonna not happen Mm -hmm. until you actually do it. Actually do it, just do it. So, and I had planned, not this, but I had like a whole maybe 10 pages of just planning stuff. Why do I have 10 pages of planning stuff? And I ain't even do nothing. And that was a year ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have to bust (laughs) some of them out. we need some execution on mm-hmm. and and that's another thing like especially at my job we're going through a couple of uh like some renovation type things and we've been talking a lot about like like teamwork and like mm-hmm. our management team and how like we all work together and we kind of have to play on our our strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. like you know I'm, like, a creative person and, you know, can do ideas and stuff. But, you know, I wanted to redo the entire bathing room. Oh, yeah, I got the idea, the picture in my brain of how I wanted <laughs> to look. 
but how do we get there? Mm-hmm. You know, another one of the managers, she is all about execution. She knows how to do stuff. She's like, I don't want to come up with the idea, but you come up with the idea, get all the supplies, and I will bust it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. And then my the head of the hospital, she gives us money, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, that's her function. And, and she that's teamwork yes right there. It's teamwork. It's teamwork. And so. we could be doing all that throughout the trial second and have so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. much accomplished. Mm-hmm. We'll and get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, but thanks so much for listening. Yes, yes. To our first episode. It's a great Um, start. Great start. Yeah, yeah. I hope they can hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Leave any feedback in the comments um, below our posts or something like that. Um, We'll be having the podcast hosted on SoundCloud at least. Um, and then we'll be working on trying to get it onto iTunes and a couple of other podcast hosting things. So, you know, it's a learning process. So learn with us, mm-hmm. um, learn from us and teach us something. Yes. All that. I like that. All right. I know. I just came up with that. 